Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to look at that. Kyle Collier got it right. Job well done, Kyle Collier. All right, welcome back into the Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We are also streaming on your favorite smart speaker. Tell it to tune into ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. You can also download the TuneIn app to your smartphone, or you can pull up an internet browser and type in ESPNWichita.com. We have a Listen Live link on there. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Strothman. Kyle Collier is filling in for Jack Johnson, who is set to return tomorrow. Jack will be doing the Shane Dennis Show from 12 to 2 the next couple of days. I'll have my normal slot from 2 to 4, but Jack will be back to producing for his regular hours from 2 to 4 the next couple of days. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can call us at 316-669-4996. 316-669-4996. You do need that number if you want to win some Kansas Lottery tickets. We already gave away that chance during the Shane Dinner Show. But we also like to give away some Wichita State's basketball tickets and tickets to other events, we always seem to get stuff. So if you have any interest in winning things, to concerts, to comedy shows, to sporting events, we usually have you covered. Just be ready to call, 669-4996. The text line number is 247-0923, So if you want to chime in that way, you certainly can. Or if you're more of a social media person, send us a tweet on Twitter slash X at ESPN Wichita. You can find us on Instagram at ESPN Wichita or Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Like and follow all those pages, please and thank you. We like to do some giveaways on those pages too. So make sure to follow all those different social media pages. Coming up, David Lesky of Inside the Crown. He joins us for the second consecutive week. Why? It's because the Royals made a trade over the weekend, and I know he has plenty of thoughts on that, but he also might want to talk about Eric Cosmer, who has officially called it a career, did so earlier this morning. And I know the Kansas City Royals, they will have a business patch on their jerseys. So we'll probably get his thoughts on that as well. And then we wrap up the show with a Who Am I Wednesday with Kyle Collier. He probably has no idea what that means. I'll do the best to acknowledge him or give him a heads up beforehand because it could be a little tricky. I'm confident, though. Kyle is a quick learner. You can figure it out. I know you can. And then after that, we'll hand things off to Saran Petro with the program. And then it's KCAC basketball tonight at 6 o'clock, our final regular season edition of the Road to Hartman doubleheader of the week. Oklahoma Wesleyan and Sterling from the Gleason Center. It should be a fun night of basketball. Before we continue, it is 3.05. That means... You would be five minutes 
into the best happy hour in this town at Twin Peaks. The location out west is Ridge and Taft. East Wichita is 21st and Rock. Stop on by. It's beautiful weather. They both have great patio areas. I would highly recommend checking out the patio areas at Twin Peaks. Both fantastic. The uh, the couple things here to bring up. The big thing coming up tomorrow is National Margarita Day. Celebrate National Margarita Day with the best marg lineup in the game. What's your go-to style? House, Peaks, Watermelon, Pool Party, or On the Rocks? Score any of them for a special price all day long on February 22nd. Cheers from Twin Peaks. Also going on right now, it's the final day of leg one of the Champions League round of 16. And speaking of that happy hour, no one does happy hour like Twin Peaks. They have everything, man, everything. Tequila cocktails, an extensive bourbon category, top-shelf spirits, cocktails served over ice balls, local craft beers, handcrafted whiskey cocktails, an adventurous drink menu second to none. Don't forget about their 29-degree drafts, which I never forget about their 29-degree drafts. Always, always tasty. Ridge and Taft and 21st and Rock, those are the two locations for Twin Peaks. See this on the text line, 316-247-0923. I missed it. Saquon Barkley for the Kansas City Chiefs for the best fit? No, it is Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is the one that supposedly would be the best fit for the Kansas City Chiefs, if you can believe that. And if you want to hear more on that situation, you can always go back and listen to the podcast page. Oh, ESPNWichita.com. Too old. Hey, fair. Too old with uh, Austin Eckler. And that's fair, too. I get it. Fair enough. Kyle, I hear the microphone on. What's up? You oh, I apologize. Yeah, I, I was just gonna, I was just gonna <laughs> throw, toss in a little uh, extra moment here. My fault if I distracted you. But you're uh, all good. I hear breathing, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on in my head?" That's okay, me leaning over to uh, look at the uh, computer because my eyes are so bad. But uh, Austin Eckler <laughs> on Spot Rack uh, projected market value seven point four million a year for a. Uh, Maybe the two in a one-two punch. I, I don't know if Austin Eckler is on my radar. I mean, what would be comfortable for a scat back? Five million or less? He's 28 years old. He turns 29 May 17. Uh, he turns May. Uh, he, he got me all frazzled. <laughs> he turns 29 May 17th of this year. So he's nearing the end as well a 29 year old tailback i get it i can see how that would be a major concern too all right texter thank you 316-247-0923 do you know how old derrick henry is derrick henry's 30 years old already <laughs> he just Man. he just turned 30 yeah he just turned 30 just turned 30 yeah those running backs man they age quickly they age super quickly. Okay. Let's take a look at some different headlines in the sports world. I brought up how there would be a Kansas City Chiefs headline. 
and it involves the Las Vegas Raiders. Here's how. Antonio Pierce, who is the new head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, he says his Raiders will be channeling the bad boy Detroit Pistons when they play Patrick Mahomes' Chiefs as long as he is the Las Vegas head coach. This was in a recent episode of Max Crosby's The Rush podcast. He discussed how he got his team ready to play the Chiefs before they pulled off their 20-14 Christmas Day upset in Kansas City, which was the Chiefs' last loss of the season before they went on to win Super Bowl 58. In the week before the game, Pierce, then the interim coach, expressed to his team that they need to hate the color red and showed them videos of famous boxing and MMA fights and how the NBA's Detroit Pistons approached playing Hall of Famer Michael Jordan in the late 1980s with a tough defensive game plan devised by Coach Chuck Daly. Quote, We've got the Jordan rules, and what I'm calling from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s, before he became Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his arse anytime he came to the hole. Elbows, feeling him, love taps, we touched him, we're in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his ass whooped. Well, Patrick Mahomes was sacked four times that day. He got hit ten times. They scored two defensive touchdowns, including a pick six of Patrick Mahomes. The four sacks tied for the second most for Mahomes in a game in his career. After that game, we all know what the Chiefs did. Pierce, who was hired as a team's head coach after the season, said on the podcast that the Raiders have given the NFL the recipe of how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid told NBC Sports earlier this month that he texted Pierce a thank you for helping his team refocus by beating it that day. Reed set the text as the Chiefs moved into the Raiders facility, their home before the Super Bowl. <laughs> Reed said, I just said, hey, beautiful facility, first of all, and I appreciate you kicking our tail because you taught us a lesson. You get complacent in this business. The margin between winning and losing is tiny. Pierce also said, we've got to win the division first. We've got to knock off the team in red. They've dominated for eight years. We've got to knock off the head of the snake 15. We've got to do that first. Almost sounds like Patrick Mahomes is going to get a mafia crew coming his way here before too long. I I I really like Antonio Pierce, okay? I, I said that from the very get-go. When he got named the head coach, I thought Las Vegas made a terrific hire. The Raiders didn't go elsewhere, and the Raiders have had this knack of really botching multiple things. They haven't figured out the quarterback situation in a hot second. They always seem to make questionable draft picks. They make questionable decisions. And that's why the Las Vegas Raiders have had their fair share of issues. But Antonio Pierce is the perfect guy. He is really, to me, the perfect coach for the Raiders for this particular reason. 
is he's going to have this type of attitude for the Raiders. And I got to say, it fits perfectly into the Raiders' M.O. This is what the Las Vegas Raiders are about. Now, to say that the game plans out there on how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, well, apparently no one else looked at the film and implemented that because Kansas City didn't lose the rest of the way. And for the Las Vegas Raiders, I know that one pick six for Patrick Mahomes, it was very unlike him. And that's the other thing, too. Like That was, that was the, the game that turned everything around for Kansas City. And you do give credit to the Las Vegas Raiders for pulling that off, but they still got a little ways to go to be competitive, truly, being the, one of the top teams to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. But I love Antonio Pierce. I love all the things that he's saying here. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Patrick Mahomes is going to use this as a way to motivate himself for both those games against the Las Vegas Raiders for next year. And and the one thing I said the other day, too, when I was in Vegas opening night, Mark Davis is there for the Raiders, and he's just talking to media members for an hour. And I looked over at someone, and I was like, why the heck is he here? And the response that the, I got back was simply, well, when you're not playing for the Super Bowl in your own town, you have a little bit of free time on your hands. Will the Las Vegas Raiders find a way to make the playoffs next year? I do think that they have a legit shot mainly because of the guy that they hired. And if guys rally around that and if they can hit on some pieces, hit on some key free agents, Las Vegas could be that team next year in the AFC West. They could be. Think about it. Everyone's thinking about the L.A. Chargers and Jim Harbaugh and what they have. Uh, And I'm not trying to say what they have is bad. But are we just expecting Jim Harbaugh to come in and magically unleash Justin Herbert into one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time? Are we expecting the the Chargers to bring back Austin Eckler and for him to be the same? Are we expecting Keenan Allen to be the same wide receiver? Look at the defense. The defense has had has some stars, but J.C. Jackson goes, what, back to New England and doesn't even do that much? Like the Chargers have been always been this team. Well, they have a great roster, this and that, but they have never been able to put things together. They have always been the preseason darlings in the AFC West. Every year. And I'm sure it'll happen again because they have Jim Harbaugh now. But the Denver Broncos, do I, last year they made some real improvements under Sean Payton. But now you throw out a question mark because of what's happening at quarterback. The Raiders could be that team. They really could be. And I do believe it's because of the guy at the top. And I don't mind the things that Antonio Pierce is saying. Anytime that you are being referenced in the same sentence as Michael Jordan, you're doing something right. You're doing something right. It does sound kind of harsh, though, when you hear it, though, right? We're going we're gonna to do this to you spiritually, mentally, physically. That part does sound a little, little funky, but it's football. It's supposed to be tough. You need to be that type of... You need to have that type of mentality. And for the Raiders to have that guy as the head coach, hey, I'm on board, man. Add more fuel to the fire for the Raiders and the Chiefs rivalry, which has already been pretty heated. It's only going to get a little warmer moving forward. Another headline I want to bring up, and we'll get to David Lesky in moments when it comes to this headline. Are you a big fan of Quick Trip, Kyle? I am, yeah. There is a quick trip right down the street uh, from the There's station. There's QTs here. everywhere, man. There's oh, yeah, QTs for everywhere. Sure. 
There's QTs everywhere, yeah. just not Manhattan. And I know if you're a Manhattan <laughs> fan, you probably don't like the fact I just brought that up. But uh, anywho, QTs, always a big fan. Well, the Kansas City Royals and Quick Trip today announced a multi-year partnership in which Quick Trip will become the official jersey patch partner of the Royals. Via the first-of-its-kind partnership, Quick Trip and the Royals are placing community investment and specifically youth literacy at the forefront of their alignment. The Royals are going to have this patch on their jersey. They're launching this with a focus on literacy. It's a key pillar of the Royals Foundation's mission, while at-risk youth and early childhood education have been long-term priorities for a quick trip. Only 21% of third graders in the Kansas City's public school district and charter schools are reading on grade level. So that's why they're doing this. But QT on a, a patch on a jersey. How do we feel about that? Like that in itself, a patch. Like this is, this is what we're going toward in sports, right? It's, it, it's just going to happen. It's a way for, for teams to obviously get money, but also to do cool things like this. I like the things behind it, and that is helping out kids. I think that is great. The Royals will wear the Quick Trip logo on all unis, beginning with spring training in Surprise, Arizona. Royals' first spring game is Friday at Surprise Stadium. And opening day will be March 28th at Coffin Stadium against the Minnesota Twins. You okay with the fact that there's a QT patch on a jersey? It doesn't ruin the sport for you like some people. Some people get so up in arms about it, and I just I don't get it. I yeah. don't know why people are so... I don't know why I get why people get so up in arms about it. Yeah, I remember when it uh, you know first started coming to the NBA. I think the Warriors were one of the first teams to get a patch on their jersey. Uh, and obviously, I, I love the partnership. However, I will say, I don't think the red, as Jack brought up earlier, the red patch <laughs> with a white. What and do you blue want QT to do? Change the logo to blue? What I do know. You want them to do that would be cool. I'd be all in favor of that. But if they put those, they better not put them on the powder blues. Leave Ooh, I the powder even, I blues alone. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about this. Leave the powder blues out of it. Yeah, that's my only request. But other than that, I'm fine with it. I'm not going to get up in arms about it. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> that That is that's something. Now I'm thinking about the powder blues with red QT on it. Yeah, there will be a lot of people that are irate. Jack was talking about these spring training hats. I've actually haven't seen a picture of the hats. I need to look real quick. I have not either, but uh, Jack and, and Petro down there, Petro has asked uh, just about every player and guest, what do you rate the spring training hat uh, on a 1 to 10? All of them love it. Is it the powder blue that I'm seeing here? It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would be a, a favorite. It's just it's powder blue and, and regular blue. It looks like a Royals cap to me. Looks solid. Okay, one more headline, and then we will get on out of here. The headline is Rick Pitino. Don't know if you saw this or not, Kyle, but St. John's coach Rick Pitino said Monday he stands by the criticism he leveled at his team 
Sunday night after the Red Storm blew a 19-point first-half lead, the Hall of Fame coach in his first season didn't hold back during a post-game news conference in which he questioned his players' toughness and mentioned several by name while describing their athletic shortcomings. Our lateral quickness and our toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. We are so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. Patino said he insisted that he wasn't really ripping anyone. I was pointing out exactly in a monotone voice why we lost. I am not always calm, and certainly not when I rip someone. I was not ripping anyone. He said that this was the the worst experience of his life, right? Which I just think that is that is just something. <laughs> I the the most enjoyable, unenjoyable experience he has ever had since he's been coaching. I I don't know, man. You've been involved with, with some other stuff. It's kind of a choice <laughs> to say that that this has been the low point of your career. This has been the low point of your career. Blowing a 19-point halftime lead against a rival Seton Hall who has beaten some solid teams. You lose by six in your first year. This is the low point in your coaching career. Okay. Just ignore everything that had happened at Louisville, right? Just ignore everything of what happened there. Oh, man, what a guy. <laughs> I, I can't get over can't get over him. Things are going great for St. John's under Rick Patino. Things are going great. At least not in the in the eyes of uh Rick Patino. All right, let's break. When we return, we have Dave Oleski of Inside the Crown. I already saw that he tweeted at us. He also wants to get Quick Trip to sponsor us with sleeve patches. We'll get into that next with Lesky here on the Pulse. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the road. Well, this music was played during the Shane Dennis show. I chuckled because I was like, no, no, Kyle. That's the theme music for David Lesky of Inside the Crown, who's not on the air right now. But now he is on the air right now, unless he decided to back out because I can't offer him free QT. But hey. We'll find out. David Lesky on the show here on The Pulse. Lesky, how you doing? I, I was told there would be free QT. Um, so <laughs> this is really awkward. Um, I guess I'm fine. Whatever. You're fine. You're just you're just fine, huh? Well, I thought I was going to get a taquito, and now I'm not, and I'm upset. How am I supposed to give you a taquito in the radio world? I can't shove a taquito through the microphone like this to get to I you. Well, I look, can't do that. You- there was one time when you uh, told me with like an hour notice that I sh- that I should come to Wichita. Um, no, so that's think, far-fetched. Think, that's no. real far-fetched. It was not an hour. Don't spread lies. Was it an hour and a half? It was not. No, no, no. Now, right, now no. you're embellishing. Now you're telling lies. No, I'm not. I'm, whatever. Look, we can go to the tape. It's fine. <laughs> there um, is no tape. There is none because I don't have it on a call log. <laughs> If you, that's true. It wasn't on the air, was it? it was just you no, it wasn't. It was not on the air. You know no, what? no, no, no. I, I carried text. I, I let them go for for a year before they delete, and it was less than a year ago. So I will find out and I will show you. It was not less than a year ago. Yeah, it was last summer. No, or was it two summers ago? 
It was two summers ago. Uh, well, then we'll never know, and I'm right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so you wrap QTs. Are you excited for the QT patch on the on the nice powder blue unis that the Royals are going to wear? Look. Okay. These jersey patches are inevitable. Um, a lot of teams had them. I, I can't remember how many last year. But a lot of them had them last year. Um, a handful didn't. The Royals are one of the handful, um, partially because nobody wanted to sponsor them. Um, I, <laughs> Can I, you blame I, them? I, I, mean, no, I can't uh, blame well, anyone I'm, for doing that. I don't disagree. Um, like they, they were not wrong to not sponsor them. Um, and I haven't read <laughs> totally about the the whole partnership, but it seems like this is not just about getting more money into the Royals' pockets. It's about a good cause. So um, not a good look, but a good cause. At least there's that. <laughs> At least there's that. Hey, I'm just looking forward to Taquito Thursdays or Taquito Tuesdays. Well, well my wonderful. question is, do they, do they change the hot dog race? And I think the answer should be yes. The answer is it yes. Should 100% be um, a Taquito Taquito, but bu- buffalo and, chicken. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love where your head's at. Keep going. Yeah, the keto, the egg roll, and um, yeah, you can the, keep a hot uh, dog. You can keep a hot you, dog in there. You can it's keep fine. a hot dog if you want, but um, what are the the chicken rollers? Those are good. Whew. Have you had those? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. We're, okay, we're just giving quick trip free advertising here. Yeah, which well, whatever. It's fine. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, they at least are doing it for a good cause. It deals yeah. with literacy. So that way people can grow up and actually read your columns. So that's that's what we want. We we're want people to grow up to read I, your I don't stuff. Know if that's actually better or worse for that. <laughs> it, it, um, it might be worse. We might be setting up for failure. Hey, kids, whatever. look forward to the future where you get to read newsletters called Inside the Crown, in which this guy talks about this one pitcher for – you know, a thousand words, you know, it's it's great. It's terrific. Whatever. You keep calling me, so there's something you <laughs> like about it. <laughs> well, little did we know that you'd be on the show today and Eric Cosmer would call it a career. Yeah. I asked this question to Jack Johnson, and I'll ask the same to you. I think the answer, I don't know, maybe it's not obvious because maybe there's is an it, argument against it. but the Royals Hall of Famer? 100%. 100%. That's yeah. well, the question. There's not even a question. If they, look. Team Hall of Fame is different than, than overall Baseball Hall of Fame. And Eric Cosmer sure. was one of the most integral pieces of a pennant winner in 2014 and a world champion in 2015, including being a part of the most iconic play of that 2015 season. Um, yes, 100%. And here's the thing. I, you, you, if you ask me who's a Royals Hall of Famer, I think Rod Dyson is a Royals Hall of Famer. So Eric Cosmer 100% is a Royals Hall of Famer. You really think Gerard Dyson should be a hall, in the Royals Hall of Fame? I 100% believe that. Yes, there are. He, like he was Gerard Dyson. First of all, doesn't deserve it based on metrics alone. Um, but is it just because he came up with a zoom zoom thing, and that's why? Is, is that it? He he had some of the, he had some of the biggest plays. I mean, I, I'm I I am not opposed. Oh, look, I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to be upset when he isn't the Royals Hall of Famer because he won't be. Um, but. If you gave me all those guys who played on both 2014 and 2015 teams and 2013 team as well, like that that come, coming up season before those two years, I, put them all in. I don't care. That was they tell they tell a big part of the story of Royals history. And uh, you know, I, I I haven't looked back to Hosmer. I haven't looked at the 
the actual numbers of where he ranks in Royals history. I knew at some point, and it's been he's been gone for a little while, so some things have changed, some things haven't. Um, but he he belongs probably based on the numbers. Um, but when you add in the everything that surrounded his time with the Royals, yeah, Eric Hosmer's a Royals Hall of Famer, and. If you say otherwise, I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> just, it, it, it's as simple as that. Like A team hall of fame is about telling the story of a team's history, and you can't tell the story of, of that Royals era without Eric Hosmer. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just throwing it out there. I, I, I just think it's all about, to me, at least this is how I think some people are going to view it, because when, when you come in, like Bobby Witt Jr., who's got the loftiest of expectations, higher than Eric Hosmer, Salvi, and all of them, probably combined. Sure. If, if you don't hit it, well, you, you, and, and I'm just saying, like, I know Haas's is different, though, because I feel like Haas, yeah, when he left, he goes to the Padres, signs this big deal, and simply put, he didn't live up to maybe what no. the dollars were worth. And, and, and I'm but just saying, in, some people, some people will think of it that way. Whether it's it's definitely wrong. It, it's the fact that when you move on, and people still follow you and they judge you still on that, that could potentially tarnish your relationship. Is all is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not but, saying it's right. Uh, his but that's Padres just, time means nothing to his Royals Hall of Fame. Agreed, 100. percent so, I'm just saying that in the eyes of of people. Like I, I can see how some people. It's just like with anything in college, like for college basketball, you could be a, a good college basketball player. Wow, this guy was really great. You go on, and then you're regarded as a person who's sure. not very good because you didn't do well in the NBA. Like sure. people do that well, all the time. And, and look, I mean, Eric Hosmer. The, the two things can be true. He can be. I, I think Eric Hosmer's career was disappointing based on the hype, which yeah, I think was closer to Bobby Witt Jr. than you are saying yeah. here. No, no, I, I'm no, not saying I, it I was, agree. No, no, Wits I agree. I, 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 I'm just saying Wits is just like it's through the roof, and the money is it's certainly sure. going to, to, to add into it because the, well, the Royals didn't give Haas a, what, a, a, a four- or five-year contract worth $188 million or it no, was? They, for the they, they did not do that. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, coming, coming as a prospect, I think the, the hype for Eric Hosmer, I don't know if you remember that day in May of 2011, but – it was I, I, there was a call on a radio station. I don't remember which one. I'm not. I'm not intentionally not saying the name of the radio station. <laughs> I just don't remember <laughs> where somebody. I remember somebody called, and they, the the call was, "What is five plus ten plus 20? Which was the, the George Brett Dickhauser and um, Frank White. And mm-hmm. host goes thirty five. And what's Eric? Hos- what number is Eric Hosmer wearing? Thirty five. <laughs> there you go. He is, he's all the Hall of Fame. He's, he's going to be the next number up there, and it's, it's going to make numerical sense. Like, that, was the, that was the vibe in May of 2011. I remember I was out the night he debuted. Um, uh, I was out for a friend's birthday at a, at a sushi place, and you could kind of see into the bar, and like half the restaurant was like doing that thing where you lean so you can see like <laughs> underneath the, the – um, like the ceiling joist or whatever that, that separated the bar from the rest of the restaurant so they could see Eric Hosmer's at bats. And I remember 0 for 2 with two walks. And I <laughs> and, and everybody, I, I just remember thinking, to walk twice in your big league debut, God, that shows some serious poise. And then I remember, I can't remember the next day or the day after that, 
he hit a ball to right center field that almost went through the wall. And, you know, I, his 2012 season, I think um, he, he slumped early. A lot of it was bad luck, but, you know, the numbers were bad. And that's some, this is what happens to guys sometimes. Mess with the swing, mess with the swing. And I don't think he really ever got back to that 2011 swing that actually just massacred baseballs. Um, <laughs> and and it, it's too bad because, he, you know, he didn't – because of that, he kind of didn't live up to the hype. Um, but he had some really good seasons. Um, that Him coming up in May, the Royals were over 500. It looks like they might be on the verge of something. I remember that spring training. That was the year um, – I will never forget this either. That spring training was 2011. Somebody asked, it was John Heyman, who who the best team in, in the Cactus League was, and his response was the 2013 Royals <laughs> in, in spring training of 2011. Um, and, like, that was that was just the beginning. Um, it took a little longer than people expected. People hoped it would, obviously, for that team to come together. But um, Eric Hosmer was right in the middle of all of it. Okay. Well, since you got all riled up for Hall of Fame, I guess it's perfect because you know you really hate this John Schreiber guy. You you don't like him, I, I, you know. You really, you know, really can't stand it. Maybe maybe you need to learn to read a little better. Uh. <laughs> I know that's not the no. case, but your 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 point is your point is probably pretty valid, and that is if you're trading for a rental, it 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 maybe doesn't make sense to trade someone who could be valuable in a year or two, maybe three, whatever, for a guy who's going to be around for, what, maybe two years, maybe even a year. Yeah, I mean, Trevor's under team control through 2026. So there's three years of control. But when you look at his career, um, he came up with the Tigers. Uh, I can't remember when his first year was. But he struggled a couple of years, went to the Red Sox, um, was really good in 2022, like legitimately really good. I looked, it was something like 50-plus uh, innings, two-and-a-half year or below, 25 27% strikeout rate and above, and like 7 8% walk rate and below or something. There's only been like 39 seasons of that since 2015, which sounds like a lot, but it's in, in eight years, only 39 relievers have done what he did. That's, you know, when you're, when you're doing something that happens like four or five times a year, you're really good. Like he was... He was excellent. And then last year, he, he looked pretty good to start the season, um, then had a lat injury, which is kind of a shoulder injury, and came back and wasn't very good after that. And so um, it, the question is, is he going to come back to 2022 or something between 22 and 23? And, and my big concern, looking at the numbers, the fastball velocity was just gone. And it, maybe he came into the season hurting. Because it, it started, I mean, he, he averaged like 93.2, I think, last year after it was 94.4 in 2022. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe maybe it was after the injury that the numbers just dropped. No, it was all season long, which, again, maybe he came into the year hurting. I don't know. But I, I just I, – I have my doubts about trading for the most volatile spot on the roster. Relievers really vary year to year for a number of reasons. Um, I like – Maybe I like David Salmon more than the Royals did. Obviously, I did because I wouldn't have made that move. <laughs> but um, I, I think David Salmon has a chance to be a big league starting pitcher in the next two years. Like I, I think there's an outside shot he could see the majors this year, very outside probably, um, and like a decent shot that he's in the big leagues in 2025. And 
And yes, with a non-elite starting pitching prospect like Sandlin, the most likely outcome, well, the most likely outcome is you're not going to make it, uh, if we're just being honest. But the most likely outcome, if he does make it, is as a reliever, which John Schreiber is. And maybe he's as good as John Schreiber, which, you know, it's uh, it, that that then makes the trade a little bit more palatable. But I just don't I don't see the need to trade for a potentially very good, but also potentially average reliever from a position of, you know, starting pitching depth is is always hard to come by. It's it's just a it's a tough spot. To, to be in, and, and to trade trade a guy like Sandlin, I just I just didn't like it for that particular pitcher. David Lesky, Vince on the Crown, joining us here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita. What else are you seeing from spring training? We've had Jack Johnson report, and he's talked to a bunch of dudes, and it's it's pretty awesome to actually listen to all of them. Um, I know he said they hear Michael Garcia, the large, la- loudest pop of the bat, has yeah. come from Michael, which. I mean, that's got to make everyone excited, just the fact that that is the case. But I know you talked to uh, uh, an arm earlier today that, I don't know, I mean, you're the one who pays attention to these guys just as closely as Jack and so on and so forth, but definitely closer than, than me. But John McMillan spoke to Jack today. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy and feeling good. And and Quatrero was just talking about him, like gushing over him. He's like, yeah, you know, we got to make sure he stays healthy. But, like, he loves him. And I'm yeah. like, well, there's there's some interesting guys out there in spring training. So I guess who's really catching your eye at this point? Well, I mean, nobody yet, honestly. I mean, I'm not there, so I can't see what's going on in the backfield. They start games on Friday. Um, but the bullpen in particular I, has a chance to be really, really good. And the way it's really, really good is if John McMillan is healthy. And, you know, he didn't end the year healthy. He ended the year with an elbow issue, which is really concerning because elbow issues are prominent in pitchers. It, ha- like, it doesn't mean your career is over, but, yeah, the, an elbow issue, a forearm issue, I think it was a forearm issue, actually, and a forearm issue can become an elbow issue. Um, there was some concern, I, I think, especially when you didn't hear anything about him until, I want to say, like, December was the first time they mentioned, oh, yeah, he's healthy, by the way. Um, it's good to hear. Good to hear that he's feeling good. Um, but he probably has the highest upside in that bullpen. Um, I mean, yeah, they, it was a good move to bring in Will Smith and Chris Stratton and Nick Anderson, good pitchers. But um, if everything goes according to the Royals' plan, John McMillan's the best one of the bunch. And, and by the way, John Schreiber, he makes the Royals' bullpen better, I think, in 2024. So, I mean, as, as much as I wasn't a huge fan of the trade, he, he, is a, he can be a valuable piece in that bullpen, when you add in McMillan and James MacArthur, who we talked about a bunch and had a great September, you can see how this Royals bullpen could be top third in the league. And um, you know, I'm kind of working on something right now. I'm trying to figure out exactly how to go about this. But I, I think the bullpen, if, if they can be average, I think you add eight to ten wins. Like, that's it. Just just from a few pitchers, you add that much because they were so bad last season. If you look at some of the guys who got 10-plus innings, you're looking at Colin Snyder and Max Castillo and Taylor Clark had a bad season. Um, Jackson Coar got 28 innings, I want to say, last year. A lot of these guys, you just, you can't, you just can't give that many innings to these guys. <laughs> and, and they had to. And it, it's because 
everything they tried, it, it didn't work. Um, and a lot of it came after the trade deadline when they, after they'd moved to Oldest Chapman, which brought back Cole Reagan, so nobody's complaining about that, but it did weaken the bullpen. Um, after they moved Scott Barlow, who everybody was ready to get rid of, but he had a stretch. Uh, uh, his first two weeks and his last two weeks as a Royal were really bad. Everything else was phenomenal last season. Um, and so the, it was the right move to trade him, but it weakened the bullpen. It did, and then Carlos Hernandez fell off, and that, that changed some things. But, you know, you giving that many innings to those, that many bad pitchers was just just brutal for the Royals. And then the number of leads, they, they blew 50 leads last season, which I, I looked at the, um, the number one um, – Number 15 ERA from relievers was the Twins. They blew 34. The number one ERA was the Yankees. They blew, I think, 27. And the number one fielding independent pitching number was the Orioles. They also blew 27. The Royals blew 50 leads. They won some of those games. So it's not that's not to say, oh, well, uh, uh, the best bull, average bullpen gets them 16 wins. No, that's not the way that works. But 50 leads. <laughs> like, that is insane. That's an insane number of leads blown or games with leads blown throughout the season. And if they can cut that down to to that thirty four number, but also maybe have a few more leads because the starting rotation is a little better, it's really easy to see how this team can get into the mid seventies or higher. Okay then. Well, that's all I got for you here today. I'm sorry I didn't bring taquitos for you. I'm sorry too. But it's not like you're going to come down and have taquitos with me, anyways. So you know, uh, you give me an hour notice, and I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me. Not as much as my daughter's killing me with this whole sleep regression thing. It's fun. Oh, we never had it's to great. deal with that. It's fun. It's terrific. It's great. I'll I'll, I'll live vicariously through you on that. Yes. Yes. Please. Please. please we are. We are coffee. taking ours. Ours is going on our on her first airplane ride um, a week from Friday. So, ooh, are you ready? We'll for see that? how that goes. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, that, I mean, the thought of that yeah. terrifies me. By the way, it yeah, terrifies it, me. It's gonna be. We're going out to Arizona, um, and it's it's gonna be something. Hopefully, I don't know. We've we've got. Uh, we're gonna have Go Dog Go queued up on the Netflix downloads. Um, we're gonna have snacks. We're gonna have. I don't know, a lot of stuff, and hopefully hopefully it goes okay. And um, if you're on that flight uh, and things don't go well, my deepest apologies. Can't do anything about it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing, too. I love it when people are just, like, like giving you the look. And it's like, what do you want me to do? I'm, right. I'm, you, I'm, you want me to tell I'm her trapped. to stop? I'd love to. I wish you <laughs> would stop. I promise. <laughs> uh, uh, pilot, please, could you land this thing so, you, yeah. so I can let my daughter, you know, just relax for a little bit? Yeah, thanks. She, she just Appreciate wants to it. Run. That's all she wants. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, and there's no big deal, right? That's not a big yeah. problem. Yeah, no, no big deal. what it is. No big deal. All right, man. Well, you have a good time. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Pat. All right, David Lesky, inside the crowd here on the Pulse on ESPN Wichita ninety two point three FM. Boy, we are taking a late break here, our final one. Don't know if we'll have time to do Who Am I with Kyle Collier, but if we do, I'll try to sneak in a quick version of it. If not, we'll just get Kyle Collier's thoughts on the day and so on and so forth. Hey, That's next as we wrap. I'm sure you are. Uh, when we come back, we wrap up the polls on ESPN Wichita. 
Okay, Rihanna, as well as Jay-Z. We are almost done here for today. Coming up is Rent Petro with the program. After that, I get to talk for another four hours tonight, broadcasting our final regular season edition of the Road to Hartman Arena. Sterling hosting Oklahoma Wesleyan. Should be a great night for some basketball. Hope you can join us. Okay, we wrap up a Wednesday with a Who Am I Wednesday. Kyle Collier got some information from Jack, so he tells me he's ready. So fire away, Kyle. Let's see what you got. All right, three hints. Who am I? I am a former major leaguer drafted by the Tampa Bay Rays. Um... I can keep going. Blake Snell. I don't no, know. Incorrect. Uh, hit number two. I pitched in the World Series for two different teams. Would that be... Uh, I don't think you pitched in the for two different teams in the World Series, though. Uh, I, uh, I pass. Hint number three. I gave up a home run to Bartolo Colon, which was his first and only. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to go watch the uh, the home run now. <laughs> I that really want to watch cheating. it. No, no, no. <laughs> I just want to watch it. I just want to watch it again. A bonus hint I'll give you. The world, yeah, give me a bonus hint because I, I, still, I still don't. that he pitched for would be the Rays and the Royals. <sighs> the heck? Why am I drawing a blank on the, on the, on the pitcher? Um, oh, my gosh. James Shields? Got it. Wow. See, I forget about James Shields. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so beautiful. Bartolo Colon <laughs> going yard. Gosh, it's so great. See, I, I my initial thought was James Shields, but I didn't want to think it was that easy. I didn't realize he gave up the home run to Bartolo Colon, though. I did not know that. No, I do know. Legendary. You know, another fun story about James Shields real quick. I was up in Minneapolis, caught a Twins-Royals game. It was the season opener. First pitch from James Shields, home run. <laughs> of course. And I was like, yep, that sounds about right. Big game James, ladies and gentlemen. Big game James. All right, we're officially done here for today. My brain is fried. I'm sure Kyle is fried as well. Appreciate Kyle's efforts these last couple of days. Jack Johnson will be back with us tomorrow. Jack Johnson will also take over the Shane Dinner Show on Thursday and Friday. For producer Kyle Collier, I'm Pat Stroffman saying so long, Wichita. Hope you had a wonderful time listening to four hours of us. Hope you can join us again tomorrow at 2 o'clock right here on Wichita Sports Leader ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.